0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a comeback. The Florida Panthers come back from 3-0 down and score five unanswered goal in route to a 5-3 win against the Washington Capitals and to take a 3-2 series lead in this first round series. On this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, Frank Rikas joins the show to discuss this win over the Washington Capitals. And... Of course, the mindset heading into Game 6 on Friday night. Let's roll.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome to this Thursday, May 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Vales from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Man 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. Make sure to also follow the national show, Locked on NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Cats fans. (laughs) We've seen comebacks many times this season. Five times in the regular season, the Panthers were down um by three twice in the same week Washington Buffalo the comeback against New Jersey Toronto one against Ottawa but at times it felt tonight or last night if you're listening to this on Thursday that the Florida Panthers might have been done at some point in the in the second period after Sergei Bobrovsky lets in three goals in his first 13 shots not all of them were his fault uh, but it, it, it looked it looked the the energy was just sucked out of FLA Live arena after being down three nothing but this team they find a way consistently Th- though off to slow starts at times they are never out of it and just from now on, even if they're down three, nothing again in a position that they don't want to be in. It's never over until it's actually over until you see triple zero on the clock. And wow. Another come, another comeback. It's just disbelief. I, I know all, a lot of us, especially if you're joining live on the, sh- on the, on the YouTube page, your adrenaline's kind of going and, and it's just very fresh with this win for the Florida Panthers. But I'm going to bring in my guest of the show. He is a familiar voice that you guys know. If you have been listening to locked on Panthers for a while, he is the former host of locked on Panthers. I have Frank Rikas on the show joining in Frank. How are you doing tonight?
1: Who can go to sleep now? I mean, this <laughs> is technical technically because I get up so damn early. This is past my bedtime, but I'm not ready to go to bed. What a game. What a game.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny because we were just chatting uh, through text the other just a few hours ago. You you telling me if this goes to o- a double overtime, I might not have to uh, uh, join. But <laughs> hey, we didn't get a double overtime. We didn't get uh We instead we got to come back in, in regulation. And just the fight that this team continues to show every sh- every shift after being down. I mean, even at times when they're not down and even throughout the regular season we've seen how yeah this team gets off to slow starts at times but it's always the it's it always feels like the last 40 minutes they just turn on a different level and those mid-period adjustments that Andrew Burnett makes every single game it just continues to
1: to pay dividends for this Panthers team yeah I don't know what happens I mean when they were down when they went down three nothing I sent out a a message on Twitter and I was kind of being sarcastic because I didn't have a lot of faith in the game at that point, but I go, well, we got them right where we want them. We're down three, nothing. You know, this is perfect, but sure enough, um, they found a way they adjusted the slow starts though. I mean, that's that just bothersome and it's gotta get corrected. You might be able to get away with it in this first round, but I think as as we hopefully go deeper, um, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: right before, right before the, the right when the um, Washington Capitals went up one nothing, it seemed as if, as if the Panthers scored on Samsonov. It looked like <laughs> Anton Lindell was had a goal to tie the game, and then the, the goal was disallowed. The referee lost it and blew it dead, and goal taken off the board, and. At that point, it, it, I, it was. Mo- I was mostly thinking this when they were down three nothing. It's like I was thinking, how awesome would that Lundell goal would have been right now, and just closing the gap because, of course, big difference between down three nothing versus down three one. But man, I, I, I was kind of like thinking that in a way once they went down uh, three nothing. What what were your thoughts um, on the on the goal that wasn't that was disallowed by uh, Anton Lundell?
1: Well, when you see it on the replay f- on television, at least uh, from uh, behind the net, you see where the referee is off in the corner. And if you watch it really, really close, you could tell that he didn't see the puck. And it kind of squirted through um, Sam- is it Samsonov. Is that how we say his name? Mm-hmm. Samsonov. Is that kind of squirted through his legs but his pads were probably still blocking the view of the puck. But, yeah, tough, tough situation. Had the ref been standing behind the goal, I think then, you know, he would not have blown the whistle. But, you know, the rule, when you lose sight of the puck, you're going to blow the whistle. So uh, tough call, tough situation to be in. But the game would have been 1-1 at that time. And the whole trajectory could have have changed right then and there. Mm. Um And... Andrew Burnett talks a little
0: bit about checking mentality a lot in his press conferences when it comes to when it comes to creating opportunities going the other way and transition and I, I of course uh, one one unsung hero of this game that I really want to give credit to is Gus Forsling. Many times I saw him on the back check creating opportunities going the other way and Sharat he didn't have the best start to this game. But towards the end of the game we were starting to see him in good position to clear the puck and he stopped the wraparound towards the end on marcus johansson and of yeah. course claude drew uh gets a, a go they go three on one Barkoff was a trailer he didn't um he didn't get a point on that one but they they created an opportunity going the other way and I, me being in the press box uh here i was thinking this is it this is it this is it like anticipating it all and mm-hmm towards the end of the game that those acquisitions that Bill Zito acquired in the trade deadline, this is why you give up two first-round picks for, um, for, for those guys, and it paid off towards the end, despite
1: Sherrod's uh, not-so-good start in this game. Yeah, I mean, he's had some inconsistent moments, for sure, and I think everybody would agree with that, but uh, I, I think he did have a few really good moments tonight when he absolutely had to, and I think that you know, zito knew this coming in uh has typically been rather inconsistent but i think when the game when the when the big game times come uh when the big plays need to be made you know he's he's been there and we've been fortunate and drew you know what can you say about him uh veteran performer very gritty guy uh you know he's had a lot of success since he came over i mean that was such a key deal To get him and just adding another veteran who does have playoff experience you know icing on the cake no doubt and you you think about
0: all the all the acquisitions zito made not just those two but hornquist coming through him and verhage combined on a on a breakaway going the other end i mean faravari's shot had a big bounce on the uh, from the boards and then verhage and and hornquist just (coughs) went the other way and that that was i was talking about yesterday how certain bounces uh went the florida panthers way in game four but that long bounce off the end boards uh, really helped the florida panthers and just sometimes it jacob and i talked about it yesterday about capitalizing on some of the luck that comes your way and that shot by faravari creating an opportunity that was just an example of 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 taking advantage and converting on the, the luck that comes your way.
1: Sometimes this game is, is, is a quick bounce, uh, a, a little tip, you know, and the way that uh, Hornkus was coming in and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's he going to do? He's not much of a guy that's going to try to stick handle his way uh, to a goal here. And, and he went, you know, short, I think it was short side, Didn't have a lot of room and snapped it right past. And that was a goal that had to be scored. And thankfully he scored it. Mm -hmm. And they had him mic'd up tonight and he was pretty vocal. It was good to see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite moments in this series uh, from Hornquist being uh, not mic'd up, but when the camera was pointing at him, was when Etu Serena had uh, two blocks on penalty kills and then heading towards the bench. He was like the first one to come over to congratulate Atalous Terenin in the the other day. So yeah. that just a very vocal leader for Absolutely. for this uh Panthers team. And that was his first goal scored since April 8th against the Buffalo Sabres. So it's been over a month since Hornquist has scored. And hey, wow. uh big, big goal for, for Patrick Hornquist at, at that time. We're gonna transition over to the next segment. We're gonna talk a little bit about Sergey Bobrovsky, the $10 million man, uh, uh, ahead in the second segment of this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And what is this stuff? With one scoop delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs as your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Second segment on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Frank Ricas here, the former host of Locked On Panthers, to discuss this five to three dub over the Washington Capitals to take a 3-2 series lead. And they protected home ice. And though the Florida Panthers, they the Sergei Borowski gives up three goals on his first 13 uh shots. Um, really, I would say only really one of them was his fault um, with being unable to glove the puck on the second goal. The first one was a deflected shot, and then the third one was a two-on-one by public enemy number one of the Florida Panthers, TJ Oshie. (laughs) uh, Bob, after the 13th shot, he saves 20 straight shots, including many, many opportunities that Evgeny Kuznetsov had right in front of the net uh, as well. He was crashing the net, and Bob answered the bell. And going back to Shira, even though even though Johansson might've had a wrapper on gold, there's no way Bob was going to save that. And Sherratt had a, uh, was right there in front of the net to get a stick to like clear the puck as well. So Sergei Bobrovsky, the $10 million man. And uh, we were talking about pre-recording how you were on the show after game five last year about <laughs> Spencer Knight performing well against the Tampa Bay Lightning to bring it to a three, two deficit in the series. The, the, everything has just flipped into a big 180 in over a year we're not talking about we're not talking about once again spencer knight coming in and now it's the panthers leading the series 3-2 and like i said 180 feels great it it seems like money well spent right now with uh sergey brobrovsky and this is what dale talon originally paid uh sergey brobrovsky to do uh and this is one he made a lot of $10 million saves in this one tonight.
1: Yeah, he had a rough start just like the rest of the team at the beginning of the game. You know, like you've mentioned, one goal was probably his fault. The tip-in, couldn't do anything about that. Um, But after the third goal, I mean, he was really, really strong. And and that's what you have to be. Um, He was there, you know, making the big saves. His rebound control was really good. Um, You know, made a few glove saves and stopped play when it was necessary to give the boys a break. Um, but definitely earning his keep earning his pay uh tonight with a huge huge win and what's great about it is that you're going to carry this momentum not only from the overtime win the other night a second win tonight you want to go into washington and you want to win in washington we as much as home ice advantage is nice we don't want to come back here for a game seven that's just my personal opinion <laughs> <laughs> i i definitely do not want a game seven
0: here at FLA live arena for multiple reasons, not only a series tied at three, but uh, my gas tank will thank me uh, traveling down here for, for games. So that for multiple reasons, the the second one is a little bit of a selfish reason uh, for, for that, for the Panthers, but the, the power play Frank, it looked a lot better. They were creating their chances still over 16 uh, in the, in the, on the power play shout out to the 2008 Detroit lions. zero and 16. Uh, so, so the, the Panthers, they, they're they're doing this still without a power play goal, and the the, the Washington Capitals uh, got yet another another one, so yeah. they're they're still losing the special teams battle, but still finding a way to to win the game. the The Washington Capitals go one for three. The Florida Panthers go 0, 0 of three uh, tonight, and just the five on five game. Uh, this was uh, this was a great five on five and we've seen this during the regular season how this is the this has been the best five on five team all throughout the regular season and that is really led them to where they are um being president's trophy winner number one overall seed in the nhl so it's crazy even i mean they had to break through somehow some somehow and it still hasn't but hey three two series lead without one and then still alexander Barkov not still still having his best series great position and the the better team, at least on paper, it's showing that they're still finding ways to pull out wins.
1: Well, and you know, another thing that they're doing, and maybe there's not a lot of talk of is Alexander Ovechkin has one goal and he really hasn't had a lot of great opportunities. Somehow the Panthers are finding a way to neutralize him, almost make him, I don't want to say non-existent, but he's not been a huge factor. And tonight, I don't know that he had very many chances that you could say, oh, you know, uh, thank goodness he missed on that. I don't recall him getting too many opportunities tonight or even in the last game. So it's great that we're able to neutralize him, and we're fortunate that we're able to neutralize him because if he gets going, if he gets hot, then, you know, Washington's game is definitely going to pick up. And as far as our power play goes, there's a lot of passing going on. That's one thing that I've noticed. And um, – I think maybe they're looking for the perfect play. They're looking for the perfect lane, you know, it'll come around, but thank goodness that we're playing well five on five. Cause that's been the savior uh, with all this. It it definitely has um, for, for the, for the Florida
0: Panthers and three power play opportunities, three shots throughout those uh, three. So you, you would hope that the Florida Panthers would get more than just those three averaging one per, per power play. And of course um one of them was a uh, one of them was uh was uh, was killed uh by the Washington Capitals due to a high stick penalty by Alexander Barkov and Sam sonoff just 20 seconds in so kind of ruined their chances on getting uh more uh time on ice on the on the man advantage so uh offensive zone penalties those will drive coaches crazy and the Panthers just uh last uh last game they had two of them really early mm-hmm. in the game so it's it's yeah. really also about cleaning up the 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 play in the offensive zone as well not being out of position as well i mean very fortunate that the that the Florida Panthers are <laughs> you do this against Colorado you do this even against Tampa Bay or Toronto it, it it's going to be a harder time but yeah so right now the Florida Panthers are 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 in, still in good position despite some of those little itty bitty mistakes.
1: Yep, yeah, I guess you could say get the kinks out now. Work on, you know, some of the things that we're weak at. Uh, but especially the, the the start of the game, uh, I think, has to improve. I mean, we can't keep coming back, you know, every other game in the playoffs from a three goal deficit. That's just that's just not gonna work. And things are going to get a little rowdier, things are going to get a little crazier the deeper you go into the playoffs, and hopefully the Panthers do, so they're going to have to come out a little bit more prepared and a little bit more ready um, each game going forward from this point. No no doubt, and, and
0: I'm sure that's something that Andrew Burnett is talking about in the locker room, especially that there is going to be at least one more home game at FLA Live Arena regardless of what happens on Thursday. So that's a good thing for for, for, for the Panthers. But, hey, um, I'm sure that's what Andrew Burnett once again is going to be uh, speaking about in as the Florida Panthers go into Game 6 at the Capital Run Arena on which the Florida Panthers just announced that it is will be a 7.30 puck drop on Friday night on TBS – so we, um, th- so that is the the game time of game six for everybody listening. So game six, seven thirty on TBS. We're gonna transition over to the fi- third and final segment of the show where we're gonna talk about Carter Verhage. the the man of the hour, the man of the series, the man of the game. So mm-hmm. many adjectives uh, for Carter Verhage. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Bet Online and BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NLF futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports, wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Frank Ricas, the former host of Locked On Panthers and owner of PantherParkway.com here to discuss this 5-3 to three victory over the Washington Capitals. So, Carter Hagee, what a series for this guy. And eight games of playoff experience for the Tampa Bay Lightning, only having two points, both of them being, being assists gets the top line minutes just immediately uh coming into the florida panthers and just though has been a little bit quiet towards the end of the regular season man uh he's shown to be such a great playoff performer And, and i remember there was a big steal towards the as the capitals were clearing the zone in game two creating an opportunity uh going the other way and just what a series and he, and he's getting involved on the defensive end too, create um, poke checking, back checking and, and creating the steals uh, for the Panthers going the other way. And that, that really helped on the, the, the final uh, three, three on one uh, to end the game. So Carver Hagee is, we were talking about Jonathan Huberto even though they last year, even though they lost the series against Tampa, he was leading in points for the Panthers last year after round one. But, Carter Hagee, what has been the ultimate difference maker in this one? And man, n- th- let's think about this. Tampa didn't qualify this guy an offer. And this year, his cap hit is one million dollars <laughs> for the Panthers. And they 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 found a way to extend them before he could uh before he could uh hit free agency, too. So uh after this year, the Florida Panthers have him locked up for three more years at 4.4. So It's a good situation for Carter VerHage to to continue to produce, and the fact that it's not only and the fact that it's beyond tonight is just a it's just an overall great feeling that the Florida Panthers know that they have this in their disposal.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say what an unlikely hero because that wouldn't be fair to him. Um, He's been a really really good player. He's not flashy but he works hard. He plays, you know, a 200 foot game, like you mentioned, not only offensively, but he does, you know, get back and back check and play defense. But man, if you're thinking about a time for a guy to step up and, you know, show his talents, he picked the perfect guy to do that, a five point night. I think he's got 10 series. Um, you know, every series you have a player that all of a sudden just rises up to the top. And for us, it's uh Carter Verhage and uh what he had, and uh, hopefully that momentum for him continues and, uh, you know, keeps on going in the playoffs. But uh, a good guy. He's been through the Stanley Cup, you know, the whole the whole way with Tampa. Uh, the last year he was there, so he knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to work hard, and uh, hopefully he's passing that on to the rest of the boys here. And Carter Hagee, he's now
0: – the NHL.com has now updated the – the stats for individual points he is tied for first in the first round with kale mccarr with 10 points uh through through the first uh five games i mean kale mccarr did it in less games with four so wow what what a series for okay. kale mccarr he's just he that, that that guy is just incredible uh a norris candidate uh that's for sure uh also uh i know plus minus isn't the end all be all for the panthers but gus forsling is tied for the best plus minus in the, in the postseason so far, as well. NHL.com has that um, as, as well. So, and Carver Hagee, uh, a five, excuse one, two, three, four, five, a six way tie for most goals in the postseason as well, just right behind Jake Gensel and Kirill Kaprizov. So, great company. <laughs> that Carter sure. Hagee and Gus Forsling find themselves in through through the this first um, week and a half of the postseason. Just, just
1: great company that these guys are in. Nice to be in that mix. Nice to be uh, have some people at the top in scoring, and nice to be leading a series three games to two. And you know, teams that win Game Five go on to win the series seventy nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So that yep. hopefully will be in the Panthers' favor. And like I said earlier, uh, I want to win game six. Don't want to come back for a game seven.
0: I'm in complete agreement with you there. And question for you. Do you remember the last time the Florida Panthers led a series? 2012.
1: Mm-hmm. I Against was New in Jersey the press Devils. box for that ridiculous game that went to overtime and
0: And uh the heartbreaker for the Florida Panthers at the time in in game seven against the New Jersey Devils, that was at that time, that was me for first becoming a Panthers fan. and becoming a Panthers fan at first came with heartbreak for me. And ten years, ten years since yeah. the the Florida Panthers, they of course, fall behind early against the New York Islanders. Uh, tying the series as much as two, and then Isles win the last two. Uh, ta- um, they didn't have not a single chance that the Florida Panthers had in that COVID bubble, they yeah. th- that was not a playoff team in yeah. 2020. And then, right. uh, and then dropping the first two games against Tampa Bay here at FLA Live Arena, well, BBT Center at the time, and trying to play catch up. And just what a long way that this franchise in has taken a turn. And of course, there was different ownership at the time for the Panthers at at, at the time um, in 2012. And just Vinny Viola, his commitment to the team, this team is marketed so much better. I mean, you have paintings in downtown Fort Lauderdale and Wynwood, Miami-Dade County, where around the area where the Panthers used to play. And just... This, this region is bought in for those people who didn't watch the game or who aren't on Twitter to see the official attendance or if they even mentioned it on the broadcast. Let me read the the attendance for this game, which, by the way, the Florida Panthers are leading all NHL teams throughout the playoffs in average attendance per game. Tonight's attendance, game five, 20,023 people. I spoke about this with Otavio Sequera the other day about how people are arriving in their seats right before the national anthem is playing. People are getting here on time. Of course, context, sun, Sunrise is an easier place to get to than places like Little Havana, uh, even though that place is never full, And and the, and, the, and the FTX Arena in downtown Miami. But still, fans are bought in. They're getting to their seats on time and and just seeing the pregame presentation and seeing everybody with their lights on their phone I know they don't show it on TV for you to see Frank but just yeah. trying to pick that picture for you sure. people are getting here on time so this region this region is is very satisfied with with what they have in the Florida Panthers and me as a fan I'm I couldn't be happier I couldn't be happier for everyone listening all of South Florida and Panthers fans outside of uh south florida
1: you know what they say if you win they'll come and they're certainly proven it and it's great to see a full arena it's great to see and hear how loud it is and how everybody has gotten into it you know we do have fans and we just want to see winning and that's what we're seeing right now so uh, it's really 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 happy for everybody happy for all the fans who have stuck with this far back as you know the beginning in '93, and you've lived through everything since then. So, uh, our time is coming.
0: Most definitely, and uh, and it's funny because when they scored that first goal uh, to get it to three to one, I was thinking one goal at a time. Right. And Frank, you're you are one of the most even keeled people when it comes yeah. to the Florida Panthers and hockey in general, because you've seen a lot of winning, of course, for, for people who maybe haven't heard uh, Frank, and some of you have, some of you haven't. Frank, Frank is, uh, also follows the Chicago Blackhawks. He's seen three Stanley Cups. He's seen comebacks. He's seen all of it. And just when, and we know Coach Q isn't here anymore, but still this the staple of Coach Q is still on this team and what he's built here. And just the formula that, that he created here for this Panthers team. And for for those who aren't on Twitter, Frank sent out a one-word tweet, a simple one-word tweet when it was tied at three, and it was boom. And it was just <laughs> for everyone kind of – it was more – I read – the way I read that tweet was more of a exhale type of tweet that say, here, there, there you go. This team has come back many times before, and here we are again. 29 out of their 58 wins in the regular season had some type of deficit where the Florida Panthers came back. This team
1: never count them out. I don't think they know what the word quit is. So pretty frustrating. And but this is the time of year where they've got to step it up. And I don't care if it's Carter or Hagee. I don't care if it's you know Mason Marchman, Hopefully he's back for next game. It doesn't matter. It takes a cast of characters to win the Stanley Cup, and we certainly have a cast. But uh, you know we 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 need everybody to to do their job, and we need exceptional Golding from Bob. And you know that's what we ultimately got. Uh, you know after the initial start tonight,
0: no doubt. And the ten million dollar man earned has earned has earned his 10 millions uh throughout throughout this series and it's a beautiful thing to see and just depth scoring and and the depth creating def- defense as well and the committed to the four check and co- committed to transition opportunities going the other way and just the the panthers one win away it, it's been a while. For for this team, it's it's right there for the taking for for this for this team, and hopefully, we are hosting a Friday night episode where we we're talking about a win, a, a first playoff series win in 26 years, and and now now it's right there. Now the Florida Panthers, they know they're going to be talking about it in the locker room that that it that just focus on the present moment and that's what championship teams and contenders need to do is focus on the present moment i mean remember when everyone was freaking out after game 1 when they had an optional skate <laughs> look at it look at the panthers now up 3-2 just so just to not get too low when when things get go wrong and of course it feels good now but now it's time to turn the page to game six they won now they're celebrating tonight once tomorrow hits it's time for game six short memory
1: move, move forward right
0: Ab- absolutely and uh that's what that's what and of course I, we also got to give credit to andrew Burnett. He spoke about a lot of the adjustments that he made in game four to of course mixing up the lines but also like I've I've also appreciated how he speaks just just the mindset of just never just never, uh I w- maybe breaking character is the wrong word, use of words i I don't I don't know what the words are for it but just never never looking like he's in a panic and just you see you of course when you're a coach you have to have like a straight face and just never, never look like you're freaking out neither. And of course, uh, learning behind his mentor, learning behind his mentor over those last few years, just, I felt, I feel like he's slowly like starting to graduate as like, he's starting to put his own staple and this is his team. Now this, this is Andrew Burnett's team. And just once again, Great great job uh, by Andrew Burnett, another great coaching job. Uh, any final thoughts on the team and Andrew
1: Burnett? Well, you know, the first period there didn't look to be a lot of uh, room out there on the ice for the um, You know, every time they had the puck, there was a Washington player on top of them. And when they passed the puck, there was a Washington player on top of him. Um, but something happened either in between the first and second period, either in the dressing room or, you know, the players talked amongst themselves or. Bruno had some ideas, and I think that little shift that they did, they kind of found their way. They got their legs, if that's what you want to say. So he's making the right adjustments, making the right calls. Maybe not always at the right time, but ultimately, um, you know, they, they got the job done today, and kudos to him. Um, and like you said, he's not showing a lot of emotion all the time, and I think that's key, especially right now because – You don't want your coach getting all flabbergasted um especially early in a game and um i think that's what's also keeping the players a little bit more i don't want to say relaxed but focused probably so good on him no
0: doubt and When you started seeing the Florida Panthers winning more of those 50-50 puck battles, that's how you knew that they were making those little itty-bitty adjustments, not only just in between periods, but shift by shift uh, for for this Cats team. So credit to Andrew Burnett once again for making those necessary adjustments needed. But Frank, I want to thank you for joining this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you, as always, for uh, joining me and talking some Cats.
1: Tell everybody where they could find you online uh first off thanks for having me on great to be here as always and i'm easy to find frank rikas on twitter simple as that guys so give frank a follow
0: and um if you're feeling down during games go on frank's twitter he'll his uh, his uh tweets will definitely keep you in a little bit of perspective and uh even keel that's for sure but uh thank you frank once again and hope to have you back on soon absolutely let's go get him And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast and the uh, Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, who will be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listener of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every day, Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Sarma so Mandovales with Frank Rikas. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.